welcome back one and all we are the well-read podcast you may have missed us we are back 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 once again um we had to take a bit of an enforced uh hiatus along with the entire world (laughs) while you know gestures wildly at everything and corona and everything else but we are back and i am here with my special guest jenny hello hello she's waving at the microphone which is oh. always a good start <laughs> <laughs> you mean they can't see me through this thank goodness <laughs> um so this month our book of the month is we have always lived in the castle by the grand dam of horror uh, miss shirley jackson herself mm. we chose this because it's the run-up to halloween which we we usually do a good witchy one for Halloween, but this was you know a bit spooky, and uh, yeah, spooky enough. What do you reckon? Would you reckon it was a, a a good spooky book? I think so. I feel like the whole thing was almost like a prequel mm. to the idea of the scary old witches that live in the house who will curse you if yeah. you come and like ring their doorbell mm, or make fun yeah. of them so I yeah I very much had the especially as you got towards the end I assume that this podcast is fine with spoilers oh yeah yeah spoilers will be constant and throughout <laughs> so you know um, if, you, if you haven't read it go read it it's a quick read which, yeah, yeah it was so quick <laughs> yeah and it ended unexpectedly because our copy has a uh, afterword which we'll get to later <laughs> um so it, it kind of when it finished it did kind of surprise us when uh, at the point where it stopped yeah i was i was very ready for it to carry on for a little bit longer and it just suddenly bam finished yeah, that's but, it <laughs> but i do feel like perhaps it is finished and the continuance is just every myth or urban legend that mm. there has been in every small town yeah because there seems to be so many towns in the world which have that decrepit house yes. outside yeah. of the of, outside of the main town and the kids dare each other to go knock on the door mm. and people cross themselves as they walk past it and they and the story grows and grows and they've and grows. even got you know the little rhyme they do about the way yes it's perfect so it's, it's a perfect uh, uh haunted house setup myth um Speaking of the pandemic, how has it been reading during a pandemic? <laughs> um, not as frequent as I thought it no, would be. No, no, it's weird how, you know, <laughs> since the world's on fire, it's a bit difficult to focus on anything. Yeah, well, I was like, oh, well, we're stuck at home. I'm going to be reading all the time. I think I have read three books and one of them was a graphic novel. So That still counts. And two of them were in the last week. <laughs> <laughs> and one of them was this one. <laughs> one I've not done very well at all. I, I think for me, it's because I like to read uh, while I'm traveling. Oh yeah, Because like yeah. I do a lot of waiting in airports and I do a lot of sitting on trains. But I haven't really done that. No. And it kind of feels like there's always something else I should be doing. Or mm. So um, yeah, I've, I I found that um, I've, I I usually I realised I re- I listen to a lot of audiobooks when I'm uh, walking to work or commuting or driving around for my job, and yeah, I got through almost zero during lockdown. <laughs> I had a big build up on Audible that I hadn't actually Uh-oh. listened to. Yeah, so uh, yeah, it was it was it was a weird time. It, mm. In fact, it still is a continuing weird weird time. Yes. <laughs> Reading during a pandemic. Um, one thing I, I, I liked especially that's kind of felt very topical, uh, especially the first chapter of We Have Always Lived in the Castle, where they're talking about how their house is, how they're now in stasis and everything <laughs> that's in their house is everything they're going to have forever. And <laughs> especially the library books, because they yes. say, we didn't realise these are the books that will be on our shelf for the rest of time. Like, like, would I have chosen differently? Like, 
Probably. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a that's that's a very pandemic mood, isn't it? Even like because it begins with that sort of setting, and then it jumps back a few months so that you can mm. find out how they got to that stage. Yes. And even once you've jumped back a few months, it feels like they were kind of living lockdown life as well because yeah. she goes to the te- she goes to the shops on was it Tuesdays, I think. One of them. We do not have a copy of a book in front of us. So <laughs> we are so prepared. But she goes to the she goes to the shop one day a week. Yeah. Um, and that's the day, or the, that's the day she goes into town. She goes to the shop. She goes to the library. She avoids everyone. She crosses the streets so she doesn't yeah. see people. Yeah. It really reminded me, like when when we were when we were in full lockdown. I did have this sort of routine. It would be yeah. like, oh, um, okay, I don't go out at the weekend because there's far too many people there. I'll go mm-hmm. do my shopping on a Monday, mm. and then I wouldn't leave the house again, maybe until Wednesday or Thursday, and like when she talks about these are the things we do each day yeah these are the days we clean these rooms these mm. are the days that we talk to this person it it had that feeling of lockdown too yeah me. didn't it just yeah mm-hmm. yeah um mary cat is the main character uh, she reads a lot younger than she is doesn't mm. she yeah you, you kind Absolutely. of get, get the idea mm. when you start reading it you think oh she must be you know, early teens, and I I thought the Constance was younger than her as well. Oh, okay. For quite a bit until they actually mentioned their ages, because it just uh, feels like you know she's a protective older sister, but mm. not that much older. They do come across as a couple of kids, don't they? Well, that was my reading. Well, I sort of, especially um, because Charles is boo, boo Charles. When, boo. when Charles we'll comes get into the picture, Charles. boo. Yeah, boo. Uh, he's he's constantly referring to Mary Cat as a child, like yeah. that wayward child and things mm. like that, which is. You know, obviously, yeah, 18, I suppose, is still a child in some ways, but the way he talks about her makes it sound like she is just maybe 12 or 13. Yeah, and, and even some of them, you know, the ways he, he tries to win her around by talking to her cat instead. Yes. That's something you'd pull with a, you know, nine-year-old. You, yeah. You, with an 18-year-old, it's a bit weird. <laughs> and I did think as well that Const- I, I thought that Constance was older. Um, especially once Charles came on the scene, but I thought of her as maybe only being about 18 herself Mm. because she's being courted by this man and she seems quite enamoured with him and very timid. Mm. But that, and, and also that, I don't know the way when they talk about why was Constance making the dinner Mm. when they go back to that flashback of the, of the fated dinner party. Oh yes, the fated dinner party. (laughs) Um, you know, because I can't remember how old Constance is meant to be. She's meant to be like in her late she's 20s, in her 20s, I think. She's, yes, she's about ten, ten eight years. or ten years older than uh, mm. Mary Cat. Again, so, without checking. <laughs> <laughs> so for her to be cooking the dinner when she was, say, age 18, isn't really that crazy. So mm. it was a bit like the way they were talking about why was Constance cooking the dinner? Why would she be cooking it? I felt like she was a child at that time. I thought she was maybe 13 or 14 at that point. Yeah. Yeah, so um, we've got uh, we got Mary Cat and we've got Constance. Um, Mary Cat's um, behaviour is really something else, isn't it? <laughs> it's very particular style of behaviour. She's got her her sort of sympathetic magic going on, hasn't she? That she she has these little routines and she talks about things she's allowed to do and she's not allowed to do. And it's not until away through the book that we, in fact, it's pretty near the end, mm. isn't it? But we realise it's not someone else banning her from doing this. She set herself these own things in order to control and and contain her life. And one thing I really liked about that was it's written 
in a very sympathetic way, if you see what I mean. It's never take, they never take the mick out of it. Mm. They never say, no, you're, well, Charles says she's completely wrong, but no one but else. No one likes Charles. No so one likes Charles, okay. and his opinion doesn't count. Exactly. And it's, it, and it's, it's shown to sort of be working. Yeah. <laughs> it's never implicitly said, hey, this is rubbish, she should stop doing it. So it's, it, I thought it was a, a really nice way to show her behaviour while not you know taking the mick out of her behavior yeah and also i kind of liked that uh she she at the start when she's talking about all the villagers and how they hate her you do sort of think maybe she's maybe she's <laughs> overreacting maybe they're not that bad maybe you're just a weird girl who lives on the hill and then by the end of it yeah and it turns then. out and then it turns out she was completely justified <laughs> and, and you should hate the villagers you they're terrible them. people yes, we were terrible people yeah <laughs> yeah. Um, so, Merica, but uh, Constance as well. What is going on with Constance's behaviour? Constance, I think, is quite intriguing because you know it's funny you, you said before about how Mary Cat seems like the older sister because she's so protective of Constance. Yes. But I actually, although Mary Cat is protective of Constance, I I sort of saw it the other way round. Constance mm. is protective of Mary Cat, which yes. of course we then find out the true extent of how, how protective yes. she is over Mary Cat. But she's she's always cons- like she she it seems like she's always looking out for Mary mm. Cat and for Julian and but she's I am Possibly there, you know, because obviously Mary Cat has her her own issues. Yeah, possibly there's something <laughs> of that in Constance as well. But it does seem like a lot of con- the issues that Constance has with her, like agoraphobia mm. um, and anxiety with social situations and all that sort of thing. Yeah, um, stems from when the press just hounded her during this murder investigation. Yes, yeah, that would... and how she was basically attacked in the press everywhere mm. even when the fire happens and she's outside and she has to have the, the blanket over her head so yeah. that nobody can see her face yeah. and that reminded me of like the way celebrities go out with their yeah, coats like, like a head. Michael Jackson thing yeah, yeah 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 and so I sort of wonder if perhaps Constance was maybe kind of okay yeah. until the world ganged up on yeah. her yeah, yeah and sort of made her like gave her these issues why do you think she washed the sugar bowl so quickly (sighs) i mean the only thing i can think of is that she knew she knew exactly what had happened and she was protecting mary cat Mm. but like how would she know exact like exactly what happened so quickly yeah like you'd have to be very familiar with what the effects of arsenic were and (laughs) it 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 was an odd reaction yeah yeah but yeah, so um, yeah, I, that was uh, that's an interesting thing, and it's not and it's not fully explained. No. It's not explained whether, uh, why, and how she knew it. There's a there's a lot that's just not explained. <laughs> there is a lot, lot that's yeah, yes. that's not explained. Shall we talk about Charles? <laughs> oh, let's talk about, about Charles. Charles. We do hate Charles. Oh my god, I hate him so much. I know. And isn't it great to read a book where you can unequivocally hate a character? <laughs> yes. <laughs> you know, he, he does not have one redeeming thing going for him. You never sort of think, oh, maybe he's a bit misunderstood. Maybe. No, no he's just terrible from start <laughs> to finish. 
from the moment he arrives to the moment he's ignominious. I mean, maybe I was okay with him for the first five seconds, and then he opened his mouth, yeah. and it was like, get out of here. Yeah. Stop stealing people's watch chains. Oh, yeah, it's just... <laughs> Stop trying to run off with the safe. Oh, that was so funny. Um, I think it was my favourite bit of the book, where you just constantly, throughout everything that's happening in the fire, get this... Hey, anyone want to help me with this safe? <laughs> but what about this safe? Hey, have guys, we, come help me with this safe. Have you considered this safe? And then when it's, they find out that he didn't manage to get it anyway. And yes. they're just using it as like a, a paperweight or something. Yeah, yeah, and like, I don't know why. It gives me such joy yeah. that they have all this money and they are not doing anything with it. And although they're not doing anything with it, I am just so happy that Charles didn't get it. Oh, yeah, I am very happy as well. Yeah. My favourite scene was when they're in the kitchen and he's trying to impose his control on it. He's saying, Constance, you have to make me dinner and Uncle Julian, you have to shut up and Mary Cat, you should be punished. And they all just start laughing at him <laughs> and ignoring him. And uh, Mary Cat's just talk talking about poison mushrooms and... <laughs> And Constance is like, oh, silly Mary Cat, just you know. And, and Uncle Julia's like, who are you? Please leave. And, and he's like, he's like Frank Grimes in that scene. He's like, why are you people like this? Why is this happening? That was my absolute favourite. I did enjoy his uh, complete loss of control over the situation. I think that Charles came into the situation with an idea of how he would expect people to react. Yes. Uh, and how he would expect people to to act when they've like been deprived of their family and they're, they're locked away and all these sorts of things and he thought he sort of knew how to play them yeah and that he comes into this and he's just completely blindsided by how <laughs> I don't you know I, I struggle to I, I don't eccentric is the word I want to say that they're all absolutely mad but I mean that in like you know the endearing <laughs> kind of mad way that they're just all like yeah we don't we're not gonna do things the way you think we're gonna do no, them no like, no it's uh, I, I do think it's funny that he, he, he comes in and he's he tries to re-establish the patriarchy. It's what he essentially does. He comes in here with his pipe that he leaves on top of saucers and his, <laughs> and his masculine things and his, in his watch chain and all the rest of it. And he tries to take the place of the father mm. to the extent that Uncle Julian mixes him up with other yes. men of the family. So he it seems like... And making the women cook for him and the children behave. And he's, he's just trying to come in and establish that. And fails. <laughs> Quite spectacularly. Spectacularly. Well, constantly. There's a worrying period where you do think he's going to succeed. Yes, yeah. Because, I mean, and Constance, you can hardly blame her if she's not had any interaction really with the outside world yes. for six years. Mm. And suddenly this man, we don't even really know if he's attractive or not. We just know that. He's a, he's a man. And yeah, he's, he's just, a man. And he's just, he's also her cousin. Yeah, but yeah. Kind of Actually, when the, is this set? You know, I don't know. It could literally be any time. Because, like, if it's set, you know, a in a certain time period, it was very kind of normal for cousins to marry. I think it's kind of hinted that they're sort of a landed gentry where this sort of thing was mm. robustly encouraged. Yes, they definitely have motor motor cars oh, and yeah, things, they do, don't yeah. they? But, but I sort of thought of it as, like, early 20s or 30s motor cars mm, rather yeah. than, you know, yeah. 10 years ago. I'd be, yeah, I'd be interested to find out. But it... But, the way that the house has just remained static for so long it could literally be any time mm. you could probably set it modern day and it would still work yeah I think it would yeah mm. because they don't seem like the sort of people who would have a um internet connection or yeah. uh, you know they wouldn't have phones they probably wouldn't do things that way they would still go to the library and yeah. 
Yeah. Um, before we go to our break in a second, I just want to talk about food, oh. which is always a yes. wonderful subject. And I, I love the way that they, they don't put any stock in money, Mary Cat and Constance do, but they safeguard food. Mary Cat even, even says, you bury food the way I bury treasure. Because the way that Constance always puts the preserves, all mm. the preserves, those preserves, and she, you know, she makes them and she puts them down. I thought the preserves are like the entire, it's a metaphor for the whole story. It you is, can build an entire about, essay. Like, because Mary Cat has so much value in keeping things the same yeah. and preserving things. Yeah. And obviously, Constance has that value in the her sense Her name of... is Constance. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's right there in the name. Yeah, the, the preserves, um, they, they're made by the females. Uh, uh, females. They're made by the women. They're <laughs> made by the females of the species. The preserves are made by the women of the line, uh, except their mother. Their mother didn't make any of them, as mentioned. And they only eat what they make themselves. The rest are untouched. Yeah. And, they, and they're in the foundations of the house. They are the foundations of the house. And after everything else is destroyed, the preserves are untouched. So it's it. it, it I, I really like the idea that you know it's the la lasting legacy of the entire female line of this family, and it's the bit that survives best. Whereas you know, all the treasure you can just go out and bury it for all that matters. Yeah, and all the you know every, all the fripperies of the house they they burnt down. Yeah, their mother's parlor room that she was so proud of that's mm. that's burnt and destroyed. Mm -hmm. The you know the staircase goes to nowhere now. Mm. It's you know everything is sort of passing yeah in uh, above the ground level yeah in that house mary cat ends up wearing a tablecloth she is turning herself closer and closer to food by the day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's another reason like why i was surprised to find out she was 18 because that's the sort of thing oh, like, yeah, you know like, your average 11 year old would do i'm wearing a tablecloth <laughs> my house burned down <laughs> you can wear a suit and i will wear a tablecloth <laughs> yeah um, so we're going to take a little break and then we're going to open some wine. Ooh. Find a lovely wine to pair with this darkly gothic holotype bottle. Hello, we are back from our break. We are not sponsored, uh, but if anyone would like to sponsor us, then uh, we accept gifts of books and wine and books about wine and anything else that you think we'd like. And we will happily plug your, prof your product or service or anything else for that matter but right now shall we open some wine we should open yeah some let's wine. find some wine to, it's a perfect wine to drink with we have always lived in the castle so we've got a selection of them i'll put some photos up in the show notes so you can see them these are all from our local uh wine delivery place wine oh, shop yeah wine it's called the wine cellar which is very district just descriptive yeah that's a word so this one's called brookford it's a uh, shiraz cabernet sauvignon and it's from, oh, it's Australian, but we got this because it's got uh, a tree on the front, like Mary Cat's tree, yeah? And <laughs> <laughs> it's got spicy dark berry aromas, Ooh. like the blackberries they pick. Yes, the uh, famous blackberries. The famous, right. Yes, we, we ought to have got, oh, hang on, let's get the glug, glug, glug. Oh, glug, glug, glug. Yes, we should have had some, like, sugar to go with the donut. We have got some chocolate, because uh, as a palate cleanser. Mm. Mm. So we're going to try this wine for Brookford. Mm, what do you reckon? Mm. Okay, it smells it nice. Smells got, nice. A, got a good nose. Yes, yes. We've got our special tasting uh, glasses which have dinosaurs on them. What do you reckon? Mm, that's, that's quite nice, nice actually. That's very, um, mm. very drinkable. 
It's very fruity. Mm. Yeah. So do you reckon this would go well with uh, some preserves, some Ooh. nice jam, yes, a bit of cheese? Yes. But only ones that we'd made ourselves. Yes, you not have to make them yourself. Not, not mm. ones that are ancient and old and in the foundations. I'm not sure if you should eat those preserves. Well, they're preserved. They're not going off. I That's... mean forever. <laughs> That's kind of a plan. Didn't, wasn't someone say that, you know, uh, they've got preserves from like ancient Egypt that are still eatable, edible? Oh, yes, yes. Yeah. Sorry, I was slightly distracted trying to think about whether I could uh, incorporate, like, how I could describe the book in terms of this wine. Mm. Like, does it have an unexpected finish? Oh, does it have an unexpected, a rather sharp and um, abrupt... Abrupt finish? Abrupt finish, mm. ah, yes, yes. So, what do you reckon to the end of the book? Do you think it was a happy ending? I think it was for Mary Cat. She seemed happy. She got everything she wanted. I mean, I think I, I desperately would like to get some trained psychiatrists and social workers oh heck yes too. yes <laughs> but yeah mary cat got everything that, that she wanted and i think i don't know i i wonder about constance i think constance yeah. was happy uh, oh oh second, oh, the second one's opening you carry on talking oh, it's fine. i don't want to talk over the crap oh yeah you know? oh, yeah uh, it's an occasion in itself no corks in this <laughs> <laughs> not classy enough no. for court. I poured quite a large measure in this I'm oh, sorry, one. okay, let me, uh, let me chug <laughs> it down. But yeah, my, my, my thoughts are maybe for, for Constance, because I don't know if this is the life that Constance would have chosen, and it seems like perhaps if everything hadn't happened with Cousin Charles, mm. you know, from her conversations with Helen at the beginning, yeah. she It sounded seemed... like she was ready to re reintegrate with the world, yeah. and maybe if everything hadn't gone south quite so quickly she might have done but yeah. after the experiences with the fire and the horrible neighbors and everything like that you can see you can why see she why just she... retreated again yeah and basically went back to her happy place yeah to a place where mary cat said you know we can live like this and it will never change mm. nothing scary can happen to us inside here yeah we live on the moon live on the moon yeah uh, the moon that famous feminist utopia like, yeah, yeah see i've done my reading <laughs> <laughs> oh good i'm glad someone has <laughs> I was like, hmm, what, oh God, why am I pouring such large measures? Oh, my God, sorry, sorry. Give me sorry. a second. Okay, sorry, sorry. I should have got more than one glass. We can pause it and get another glass if you want. No, no, that's okay. That's okay. I'm just chugging away. <laughs> mm. We should ask more questions about the book in oh, between yes, well, each one. Well, tell you what, while I'm finishing this, why don't you describe this one? Oh, yeah, one? there we are. So this one is called Pasquiers. Pasquiers? It's a French <laughs> Grenache Noir. I'm pronouncing all of these things wrong. Uh, and uh, again, this one is picked, and uh, there'll be a photo in the show notes to show you. But uh, it's got a castle on the front. There we are. Uh, oh, not to forget as well, this has um, dark berry fruit with a touch of sweet spice. Oh. Because I do feel like any wine that goes with this book should have some kind of element of blackberry and sugar with it. Oh, yes. Because... I mean, Mericat is is very much. She is the poison in the sugar. She's uh, confounding the expectations of the sugar and spice sweetness of a girl, isn't it? Oh, that was very deep. Wasn't like it? Just, you can tell I've got an A level in English. Oh. Yes. So we, we've got some black chocolate as a as a palate cleanser mm -hmm. as well. Mm, chewing away I don't on know that. if it works. Should we try have a have a wee sip of this one? Oh yeah, a little bit more. <laughs> I was worried you're not very good at moderation no we can drink the rest of it later we've got different, actually we've got four bottles today because uh, I need to taste it oh oh yeah. oh that's sweet that's really sweet oh oh wow oh. 
Nom nom. Well, well, I'm not completely sure about that. That's got a very sweet taste to it, hasn't it? Like too much sugar on blackberries. Oh my god, it's like they're, they're disguising the arsenic. Oh no! <laughs> it's definitely doesn't need the chocolate, is it? Um, mm. I'll throw my mouth out. No, no, that's quite a sweet wine. Oh, that's that's no, more. No, I don't like that. No, I think that's um. I wonder if it's uh, is there a thing when it's corked when it just tastes of sugar. You can tell we know about wine. Mm, very good at wine. Very good at wine. Well, I think, like, it does say it's got a good level of tannin, which adds structure and scale, and I do feel it's very, this is quite drying. Mm. Like, I can already feel... Mm, 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 mm. Mm. It probably gets better the more that you drink. But uh... Yes, yes, and I'm sure once we've drunk our way through the other three bottles of wine, yes, we, yes, we, uh, might enjoy we might it enjoy this one a bit more. But, uh, yeah, this would be very... Maybe a dessert wine with the apricot jam, do you think? Mm, maybe. Mm. I don't know, I think it might be a cooking wine. <laughs> yeah, I think it might be. Okay. Well, you know, one out of two isn't bad. Let's see what else mm, we, we've yep, got. Let me polish this off. Yeah. So, oh, that's oh, something I meant. So sweet. So sweet. Sorry. Yes. And mm. talking about, you know, something at the, uh, a taste at the end that leaves a, uh, a, a, an overpowering taste in the mouth. That, for, that afterward. Mmm. On, oh, bong. Sorry. <laughs> getting clumsy already there's an in our copy of we have always uh, lived in the castle there is a afterward written by joyce carol oates where mm. she dissects the book a little bit what were your feelings about I... that afterward she definitely read the book in a very different way yes. to how i read the book yes i saw mary cat as um like a in I was about to try and use a long word and I think mm. I forgot. Impetuous? Impetuous. Impetuous. Impetuous child. Mm. Petulant child. Impetuous. You are making up words now. Yes. Um, <laughs> I, I saw her as a stubborn child. She's sort of lost in the world of fantasy mm. um, and she's very quick to anger and to like get hated on people in the same way that like you send your child to bed because they've been naughty and I hate you I'm never gonna speak to you again etc etc it would serve you right if someone poisoned your blackberries yeah, yeah and and the there is obviously something which has happened to mean that she's now reached the age of 18 and she still acts that way yeah because she, she she never properly thinks through any of her actions even when you know even when she sets fire to the house by accident yes. she never thinks oh i've set fire to the house by accident well she yes that, there's, there's i don't know i don't know how much you would consider that her uh, 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 actions were completely deliberate or a bit by accident because she doesn't seem to she certainly hasn't thought through the consequences of it she no. hasn't thought the house will go on fire she's thought Let's get rid of Charles. Yes, well, I think she has set she sets the room on fire on purpose um, to get rid of Charles. But even as the house is burning, she's like, "Oh, I can't wait till they put out the fire so we can just go back into our house." Yeah, she's not thinking, "Oh, my house is my on house fire. is on fire. I might lose everything." It's, yeah, she, she doesn't. Yeah, she doesn't seem to think through those consequences. And I, I feel like there's a there's a that's actually a really childlike quality. Yeah. She's an angry child. Angry, angry child. Super angry child. Angry, you know. murderous child. But, but like, it, her behaviour seems very childlike to me. Even, like, her ways of teasing Charles and stuff by listing the mushrooms. It's it's all, like, the way a, a petulant child might do. Yeah. But um, the, the afterward 
very oh, yes. much thinks of her as some kind of demon. Yes, and also a very uh, sexified demon. <gasps> Carol yes. Joyce Oates is very keen to stick a, uh, a sexual undertone onto every single thing that happens, especially for food. Oh, she thinks the food is super sexy. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's I mean, a, and don't get me wrong, I do yeah, find food, food super is, sexy. Food but... is sexy. We're not arguing that. No one's here to argue that food isn't sexy. <laughs> Just saying that this particular book was not a sexy book. Oh, sorry, right, we got some more wine. This one is uh, Chapel Hill. It's a Pinot Noir. Mm. And uh, it's from Hungary. Oh, very Bit nice. of a wild card. This one also has, uh, this one has raspberry and cherry aromas. And uh, also a bit of spice goes well with uh, cheese. So Ooh. this one definitely says it would be good for a... Uh, uh, to preserves. go with preserves, yes. And I feel like the picture on the front does look a little bit like a house, house on, on a hill. hill. Yeah, I yeah. think we're getting a little bit more tenuous. Yes, no, well... It, but wait then, till we get to number four. Yes, you should have seen me going around the wine cellar and saying, I need wine that fulfills these criteria. <laughs> Please assist me. At like, on, at like midday on a Wednesday. And then they were... Um, they were a bit bemused by the whole process. <laughs> I was like, yes, we're a podcast. <laughs> so what do you uh, think of this one? What have we got? Okay. Yeah. Mm. Oh, that one's not too bad, is it? That's light. That's nice. It's light. It's a bit airy. It's quite fruity. Quite fruity. Quite a delicate flavour. It's flavor. sweet, but it's not like overly sweet it's, it's just not like, like poisoning your blackberries sweet no it's it? like really pleasantly yeah sweet. that's actually nice but it does have that does have a bit of a berries with sugar type like, taste doesn't mm. it yeah so this one is certainly less uh, overpowering than uh, the previous one that's good Ooh, news yes. yeah so we're just having a yeah and I'm trying to like how do I incorporate this into the book easily drinkable Ew, easily drinkable you know easy. that was a very easy to read book. it was so easy to read I think I read it on a plane because oh, I'm, I'm fairly sure it was when we were, we were coming back from Budapest. Therefore, the Hungarian wine is completely... It works. It works. There we are. I knew there was a link. Tenuous link. Yeah. <laughs> we were coming back from um, Budapest, and I was like, we've run out of books. So I had to buy two books from uh, W.H. Smith, and this was, <laughs> that was one of them, and I read it in the space of a plane. Flight, yeah, space of a plane. <laughs> space of one flight. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, um, in my typical fashion, whenever we have a feminist book club... Um, didn't read the book until the day before so I just sat one evening and read it and it literally just took me an evening it was yeah yeah very easy to read do you reckon it uh, it deserves its reputation as one of the classics of the horror genre a horror is an interesting mm. genre to put it in. Yes. I would I mean I'd almost go psychological thriller but mm. it's not exactly and I mean this in a complimentary way. It's not exactly thrilling. No, no. It is definitely a bunch of stuff that happens to some people who are very unconcerned with most of it happening. Yes, I mean, I think, like, the the fire even... Like, even the dramatic stuff isn't dramatic. Mm. Nothing really about that book is dramatic. I gasped once. <laughs> and it was more at the revelation that apparently everybody else saw coming. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... No, I, uh... I didn't find it particularly dramatic. I didn't find it particularly horrifying. No. Um, it, I don't it, know if I'd put it in that genre. Do you think you'd put it alongside, you know, things like The Woman in Black, who, you know, the sort of gothic-y horror, but when, when not an awful lot happens and it's more about the suspense and the, and the atmosphere of the thing? 
Maybe. I mean, I've not actually read The Woman in Black. Don't. Well, <laughs> actually, I maybe watched, I watched I, the film. Probably, that was that's, very good. That's probably a disservice. I read it for A level, so uh, uh, that, that that would uh, sour anyone to it. I guess maybe gothic sounds mm. right because yeah. the there is certainly a gothic feel to the house to the to the like macabre storyline the mm. the black humor of it yes um, but no I I think I would class it as more classically gothic rather than mm. gothic horror yes if you see what I mean yeah yeah no um in a one thing I did write down in my little notes I've got here was uh, I, I love the way that Mary Cat treats Charles like a ghost or, you know, mm. an invasive ghost. The way she's literally stopping the clocks and breaking the mirrors and she tears down the curtain so he can see the exit and <laughs> puts sticks in his bed so he won't recognise his room and get confused and lost. That's, I mean, that's a classic way to exercise a ghost. Yes! Yeah, I, I really liked the, the, the way that, again, it's, it's subverting the themes of a, a ghost story mm. and, uh, and and turning it all about so the ghosts are the actual living ones still and it's weird that she never mentions the ghosts of uh, you know the actual people who are dead like her no. family no and That's when she thing. does briefly she has like a little imagine doesn't she about about oh, yeah. them when they're all saying how great she is oh yes yes but but yeah, the, they they're not really anything to be feared. They're not no. vengeful. The the things to be feared are the living people. Yeah, it, I think it's also interesting along those lines that uh, uh, Uncle Julian treats Mary Cat like she's dead. He, he he never directly speaks to her, and when some and when Charles asks about her, she he, he says. Oh yeah, she's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, uh, really offhand. See, I wasn't. I wasn't sure whether that was something Uncle Julian really believed, or whether he was messing with Charles. Actually, that's true. <laughs> no, no, that girl there, she's dead. Yep. <laughs> she, <laughs> or he definitely he didn't have all of his faculties. I wonder no. if sometimes he thought she. Would, I, I would like to reread the book mm. to see if I can ever see an instance where he talks to Mary Cat as if she is Mary Cat. I'm almost certain she he doesn't but there's a lot of time when he talks to Constance and just refers to her as niece mm. so it's debatable or whether who he's seeing at any of the times yeah that's true would you like to try the fourth one Ooh, as yes, well we do have a fourth wine mm. well I'll tell you what this Chapel Hill Pinot Noir is much easier to net than it the certainly last one. is yes um, and so this one is an Arc du Rhone this is another French one um, and we see Arc du Rhone is named after the classified group of villages classified? How do you classify a group? That's what it says. Oh, yeah, classify a group of villages which today line up together, line up to form a geographical arc across the valley. Yeah, all right. That sounds like a... I, I would suggest means. ignoring all of that and focusing on the reason I brought this wine, uh -huh. which is that it's called Cote de Rhone Villages. Oh, yeah, there we are. So and we... uh, there is definitely a village. Yeah, it's definitely a village. In, in this book. We Have Always Lived in the Castle. Mm -hmm. um, and... You know, right, I'm, I'm really going to posture on this one because you can tell I also have an A-level in English. Oh, literature. yeah, there we go. Right. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like actually the village, although it's almost treated as a side note, is one of the most, is, is a character in itself. Mm. In Certainly book. as much as the house is a character as yes. well. Yeah, if you count the house as a character, you have to count the village as well. Yeah, and I think the village sort of, because... Mary Cat certainly thinks of the village with a mob mentality, like they have yeah. one mind. Yes. And this is how the village acts and when push comes to shove that is how the village acts yes. they act with a mob mentality mm, yes and um you know the village is something which is to be feared which keeps them where they are which destroys their way of life and then ultimately 
helps them to continue their new way of life Mm -hmm. you know the village is more central to this plot than you would think it is Mm, yes i would say that that sounds like a good point excellent good i just made that up now to make this uh, wine work Hmm. and the wine does seem to work what do you reckon oh actually that's a very drinkable one so that's uh that's a little bit sharp Mm, a little it's... bit tangy, a little bit, a little bit dangerous, a little bit uh, yeah. out in the woods. <laughs> yeah, a little bit unexpected. Unexpected, uh-huh. yeah. But with, <clears throat> but with hidden depths of character. Ooh, oh yes, oh, yes. Yeah. I think we could make that work, couldn't we? Mm. Mm. So very quickly, do you reckon this is a feminist book? <clears throat> I I think it is. Yes. Mm. I mean, um. You know, well, to begin with, it's told from a it's told from a woman's point of view, well, a very young woman's point of view. Mm-hmm. Um, it's about the relationship between the two sisters. Mm-hmm. The only way time that romance is ever even indicated, it's not central at all. It's it's more it's not even romance that's indicated. It's the idea that Charles is trying to manipulate Constance. Yes, um, and you said it before that. Charles comes in and essentially tries to re-establish the patriarchy. Yes. Constance and Mary Cat have their new way, their own way of life, and it doesn't need men. No, it's it's a very caring, nurturing uh, thing. Their entire thing is is you know looking after each other and feeding each other mm-hmm. and 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 and, so and looking after Uncle Julian and looking after Uncle Julian as well. So yeah, I I, I do think the more you you stop and look at it, I think it is a feminist book. Um, right down to uh, right at the end I forgot about this bit where they're hiding in the house and men are literally standing outside and telling them that they need to come out and rejoin the world and they're like like, no no we're gonna stay in here with our preserves wearing our tablecloths (laughs) we're having a great time so yeah I I, I think the more you look at it and the more you look at uh, the villagers and Charles uh, it all represents the masculine side of things which are obsessed with with money and wealth and the accumulant and fitting into society and then you look at the female side of it which is to do with uh, caring and feeding and putting stuff away into Mm. the basement to you know preserve it forever and history and all the rest of it yeah I reckon this counts as good solid feminist yeah i definitely think so yeah and of course it certainly helps that it's written by uh, a very talented woman yes um and that i really think and it's like you were saying before like clearly mary cat has some some issues some yes. some mental health I'll go sure the correct term is, but she has some, she has, some mental health. She has, she has something that should probably be explored with uh, proper psychiatric help. But even though that has led to her doing very dangerous behaviour, she is ultimately a sympathetic character. Yeah. You like her. Oh, I yeah, like yeah, her. yeah. She's, she's not written in a, in a way that would make her unlikable. And that's difficult for someone coming off that young. Mm. You know, writing a character who acts so immature and impulsive and you know so out of touch with normal reality if you can excuse the term yeah, yeah so yeah I, I i i and uh so did you like the book overall i, I did yes yeah. i uh, i thought it was it was very easy to read it was surprising to me i um i have a habit which uh, i learned from you actually right mm. um, <laughs> which is i don't like to read the backs of books oh yeah no that's a, because backs of books should be banned sometimes they're fine sometimes they give everything away don't they just 
Um, and so I didn't read the back of this book at all. I had no idea what it was about. In my head, it was going to be a bit like um, I Capture the Castle. Oh, yes, yes. But specifically because it had a similar well, cover. Yes, yes. <laughs> and a similar, similar title. Yes. They're, they're very much the sort of things that would be shelved together on the bookshelf. Yes. Yeah. Um, but I... So I was sort of expecting something like that, and I was really pleasantly surprised mm. to find something that was so... Um, character driven yeah. so intriguing yeah whilst like in a way it's like you're saying sort of almost nothing happens and when stuff does happen it's not dramatic yeah you're still I was still very invested in yes it. yeah and it, it, it does help that it is a short book there's not mm. time for you to uh, fall out of love with it no um, okay and quickly about the wines do you have a favourite which one do you reckon pairs best Ooh. We've got our four wines this week instead of the usual three because, you know, we've obviously had built up a tolerance over lockdown. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think um, I'm actually going to go for the Villages one, the mm. Arcturone Villages. Um, and I think that's because it does taste very berry. It tastes quite sharp, but then it does have like a sweet finish mm. to it. And um, it was, and I'm going to get like, ridiculous now because I would say it was different to how I expected it uh, to be yes. which is just like the book oh there we go I might vote for the first one we had for Bookford I quite liked that one I liked the because uh, uh, that one I reckon was the right amount of sweetness without being overpowering just as the book has the right <laughs> amount of feminist propaganda without overwhelming it and hammering it into the ground so yes well, I think that will do us for today. Thank you very much for tuning in. I'm Reiki, and this is uh, Jenny, our guest. And thank you very much for listening to Well Read Podcast. Uh, oh, I need to drink of water. Uh. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'll say goodbye and wave at the microphone at the <coughs> oh, same time. It's okay, it's not Verona. I just swallowed my wine the wrong way. <laughs> That's <clears throat> what they all say. So next month we are reading uh, The Year of the Witching. Oh, yes, yeah. I must um, I find that yes. and do anything towards <laughs> reading it. You are not fooling anyone. You will read it the night before. Like it's you true. always do. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very much for listening and tune in next month when hopefully, you know, we'll be back to a normal schedule and everything will be mostly Everything normal. will be fine. <coughs> what we really want to do is make sure that everything stays exactly the same from now um, on and preserve yeah. our way of life. And preserve everything and make sure it's all, yeah, yeah, that's exactly it. I'm sure nothing will change. Here, have this bowl of black, Oh, please. lovely, my favourite. How long can I have some extra sugar on those, please? <laughs> Thank you for listening. See you later. Bye. Bye.